Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello, welcome to another episode of Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today, we have Gary Cohn, the co-founder at Luxury Travel Hackers. Hi, Gary. How are you today? Hi, good. Nice to see you. Thank you for having me. Anytime, Gary. How is it going? You know, it's going good. I mean, I'm I'm here in uh, Southern California. It's actually a cloudy day today, which is very rare. Um, but uh, yeah, no things things are going good. Business is is good. It's growing. It's you know we're a startup, so there's always those challenges. But uh, but yeah. All right. Okay. So we uh, we when I talk about we myself and my listeners would we have a couple of things to interact and would love to know from you. So are you ready? Can we get started? Let's get started. Awesome. Awesome. So before I jump to other things, can you share your, um, you know, a little about yourself, your career journey with us? Yeah. So my company's called Luxury Travel Hackers. You know, what we do is we, we leverage travel content and influencers to make vacations bookable on social media. So we allow people to book trips from the point of inspiration. You know, my background, I was a film producer for 25 years before I started the company. And, you know, it's been, it's been, it's been a, a journey, quite a, a different shift to have a, you know, a travel tech and media company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my, uh, that's my background. Nice, nice to know that. And, you know, talking about these new trends, there have been so much going out, going around these new trends in terms of how and, you know, where we get the work done. So what trends do you think will be significant for businesses in the long run? What trends do I think will be significant? I mean, I think, you know, the way that people are working and how they're working is is changed drastically. Um, I think the, the good thing about remote working and the good thing about, you know, I know there's like a couple countries that are adopting the four day work week, you know, is that we're, we're, we're trying to get to a place where we're, where we're working smart and not hard. And we're also maximizing the amount of time that we're able to sort of get something done. You know, um, I know that, you know, you know, as a startup founder, you work a massive amount of hours and sometimes that can lead to not getting quite as much done because you're just so, you know, you're just so in it and overwhelmed and it just becomes you like, okay, uh, you know, now I have to like drift off for a second and go on Instagram and you know what I mean? Instead of like, okay, here's my dedicated time that I'm going to put here and we're going to get this done. And then I'm going to have my leisure time and other things that I focus on. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bang on. And uh, Gary, you know, it is uh, believed that remote work uh, lets you adapt your work around your life. But, you know, there's always two sides to the coin, as we all know. So what do you think? uh, What are the major blockers when we talk about working remotely? I think there's a couple. I think for myself, working remotely is sometimes like I don't get out. I don't leave the apartment. So if you're if you're traveling and working remotely, it's amazing. You get to work at your resort and sit by the pool, you know. But I think that it's it's isolated me a little bit more than anything else. That's one challenge. I think the other challenge is sort of how to monitor accountability. 
you know, with, with people who work for you. I mean, you don't, I mean, they've got like the screen monitor and this monitor and that monitor. But I think the problem with that is that when you're constantly sort of putting these, these uh, uh, pieces of technology or these things that monitor people, they feel that there's not a level of trust. And so, and so, you know, what I really, you know, try to focus on is, is productivity. Like, are we getting things done as opposed to monitoring and micromanaging? And so that's that's kind of a, a big shift in that that's, I think, challenging. Right, right. Absolutely. I think because when we try to micromanage, the employees will definitely not appreciate it after a certain extent. And then yeah. uh, activity uh, can get hampered if we are not monitoring and things like that. Then there, there are too, much, too many different things around it. But, you know, are, are we doing anything especially to around employee engagement or to ensure that employees are um, always motivated and they give their 100%? Do you do, do any such thing, any special efforts or any other application are you using? I mean, I think it's really just you have to create a sense of culture. We we do a daily rundown with my team. And so we all get on the on a Zoom call and we can all see each other's face and we talk about what's happening and what needs to be done. And I think there's a lot of productivity that comes with that. And so sort of having a constant um, flow of communication, you know, Slack and, and email and, and text, you know, allow us to sort of like, you know, I, I think the the working remotely is great, but feeling a lack of connection. And a lack of being a part of a community is sort of the downfall of that. And so there, yeah. it's co- sort of a, a constant struggle to, you know, keep company culture good, keep people motivated, keeping them excited. It's it's easier to do when you're all in the same room. You know, right. it's like, you know, we have a win. Hey, I had a win. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah. you know, and then they go back to their thing. And, you know, we don't we're sort of celebrating our wins by ourselves in whatever room it is we're in. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. And I can I think I can relate to what you just saying. But you feel that uh, if we have a regular communication, let it be always or any such thing can definitely bond us and to to certain extent can help in improving the productivity, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Carrie, uh, what do you see as the biggest changes in expectations? What are employees consciously or maybe not uh, demanding to see in their job these days? I think that people, I, th- I think this sort of new generation of workflow wants to feel fulfilled. I think that they don't want to just do a job for the sake of doing a job. I think they want to feel a sense of purpose. And I think that's where things are really different with millennials and Gen Z people, as opposed to my generation, which was, you know, Gen X and people sort of above me where it's like, you just kind of, you, you get in, you hammer down and then you, and then you, and then you go. And I think that, um, you know, and and I think that's good and bad. I think that, uh, you know, whatever you do in life, it's not always enjoyable, even the things you enjoy, you know what I mean? So there's always sort of that, like, you know, trudging through the through the weeds part of it. And so if you're constantly, you know, looking for that, you know, that elation, and that I always feel a sense of purpose, and we're always having wins. And I, I you know, I think that uh, it's not realistic, um, but I do think it's important for people to love what they do and and love the challenges that they're facing and 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 doing, and that they're doing the job they want to do. You know, I always try to make sure to you know when I'm hiring somebody is that you know because in a startup you have to wear multiple hats. Lots of people have to wear multiple hats, and maybe some hats that they're not that great at, and maybe some hats that they don't enjoy. And so I always try to make, I always try to put somebody in a place where they're really going to succeed. True, true. I think, yeah, that that's that's very important, especially in startups like us. We have to mm-hmm. ensure when we are hiring, uh, we are hiring 
the person who is good at it but how do you how do you go ahead and ensure uh, you know if you want to share any tricks and tips while you're hiring recruiting uh, how do you judge the person is good at what position you're hiring him for what's that one thing you look when you hire i mean i personally look for people who are animals meaning they're just like they don't take no for an answer they're hungry they really you know what i mean i think that that you know experience is important but i think desire and purpose and and having a, a just a sense of like i'll do whatever i can to you know what i mean make whatever sacrifice yeah. i need to make to make this happen is probably the thing that i look for the most i also look for people who are what i call scrappy and what i mean by that is that they have this ability to just you know they live in problems not solution or they live in sorry they live in they live in solutions not problems yeah. and so they're constantly figuring out like all right how do we get to you know how do we, how do we get to a success on this and so yeah. you know positive attitude is always obviously you know something that you know i love to see but i focus more on that than i do like the resume like i'm not mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that the problem with somebody that's got a really good resume and they've been doing something for a very specific amount of time and there's a formula for that and they know that I think is is useful to an extent. I think for someone who knows how to pivot, you know what I mean? And and yeah. so, so sometimes people with less experience don't ha have the ability to pivot and and learn things and figure things out along the way. They're better problem solvers. Absolutely, absolutely. I think these days, um, you know, more than experience, what matters is if they are solution hungry people. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that that's I think that's something which I believe too. It is very rightly said. So moving on, uh, this is my favorite thing which I wanted to ask you. I ask most of my guests uh, because we know that recognition is one of the best ways to build and demonstrate a company's culture. According to you, what could you be, you know, effect, what is the com effective way companies can adapt internally to make the reward and recognition function more efficient? To make the, the what more efficient? To make the... The reward and recognition culture? Re reward, and re reward and recognition? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's just, I, I think people want to feel valued. And so if yeah. if you... If if you're constantly sort of acknowledging people for the the successes that they do, and even even sometimes the failures, you know what I mean. Even sometimes it's like, okay, great, we went down that road. We understand. I mean, I try not to blame. You know, I don't I don't like to do blaming. And so when things go wrong, you know, that's always sort of part of the process of of where you have to get it right. You, you yeah. have to you have to do a lot of things wrong to get to a solution. You know, I mean, yeah. it's you know the, the the light bulb. You know what I mean? It was you know ten thousand tries and it, it didn't work. And and so you know, I think that you know mostly. I mean, we've had problems. We've had problems with customer service. We've had problems with technology. We've had problems where we really dropped the ball on things. And what yeah. what I try to do with my team is to say like okay we learned a really valuable lesson here you know what i mean and so yeah. you know e even in the mistakes so it's so it's acknowledging people for you know not only the wins that they do but also the mistakes that yeah. they do in a, in a positive way yeah very true very true and i think uh, when they stop making mistakes is something when they stop trying so making mistakes i think is good yeah. in a way if you look yeah. at that way yeah okay. so you know uh, i've 
because we you know most of us are remote i think your company is remote we as an organization are remote do you think a recognition can be a challenge when we are a remote company when uh, where we want to appreciate each other do you think this becomes a challenge on day to day basis i don't necessarily think so i mean you know i think that it's really sort of about communication i mean on our daily rundowns that we do with the company you know it's it's you know we talk about what's happening and what's you know what i mean and so it's easy to sort of recognize you know the the work that's done i mean i think yeah you you get that much better in person you know i mean 6 60 right. i think 60% of our communication with each other is nonverbal and it's you know what i mean and so and so we we lose that aspect of it i think you know i i mean i like to do things you know like on my productions you know i like to do you know i'll have like a coffee you know cart come in for the day for the crew or or like you know buy a carton of cigarettes for the grip you know guys and throw it on their truck for them or 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 just like you know little things like that i think go a long way but you can't you know if you're not in person with people you can't really do those things so you just have to find in a way of innovative ways to to do that i uh, you know like for example i had a you know one of our travel agents that you know was you know she's got a son that plays baseball and so she was you know so she you know was going to a lot of the games and and she was trying to do stuff from her phone you know while she's working at the game and so i bought her an ipad i'm like you know look you know take the ipad you know that'll it'll you know make it easier and mm-hmm. and uh you know and so it allows her to be productive obviously on a schedule that she wants to but also you know just appreciating you know the fact that you know she's trying to do something for us and i want to make it easier for her makes sense but that's but nice yeah okay and with this question i would have to end this right now as we're running out of time but it was a pleasure talking to you gary Also yeah. in case my audience wants to reach out to you is LinkedIn the right place? Yeah, LinkedIn is good. Yes. Good. Uh, yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn. All right then. Gary, thank you so much for giving your precious time. It was lovely talking to you. Yeah, nice talk to you. Thanks so much. I really appreciate okay. it. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.